Hey friends, welcome back to The Sandwich, hosted by me, Amanda Muse. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking all about bodies. We're going to talk about our boobs, our butts. We're probably even going to talk about a little bit of Botox. What happens to our bodies after we've had children? You know, a lot of us are in this very similar season of life, and I think that we all kind of go through similar things. And sometimes it can be kind of awkward to talk about. And my whole goal in life is to make sure that people don't feel alone and to just normalize real life stuff. you followed me on YouTube for several years, you may even have likely seen me go through a pregnancy and how much that can actually change your body physically as time goes on and how different you feel about your body before and after you have a baby. So I kind of want to just like take you back to that place because you know we're not all in the same season we're not all in the same spot and we don't all feel the same way about our body but one thing's for sure the pre-baby body and post-baby body are drastically different things. Um, <laughs> in fact, first of all, pregnancy was hard on me. If we want to just talk like surface level stuff, I found it really difficult to go through those drastic changes. I think I was shocked at how much I actually felt badly about myself while I was pregnant. Like that kind of still surprises me because I consider myself a pretty confident person. It was just... It was harder than I thought for one to handle the changes emotionally and how that made me feel about myself. And then after I had my baby, actually this happened both times, but then after you have your baby, there's all these changes that come along with that. And then I breastfed for what felt like a million years with each kid. That brought along a bunch of changes. And I think, you know, if I could just narrow it down to one thing, we're going to talk about her boobs for a minute. So... My pre-baby boobs, fabulous, perky, delightful. <laughs> they sat above the equator. Yeah, they were awesome. And then I got pregnant and they were gigantic. And then I was breastfeeding and they were even bigger. And it was like, what is happening here? What is going to happen when I'm done? Like you think about how much it's changed, how much it's shifted. That's a lot. That is a lot. And after I was done with Esme, I knew I was going to get pregnant again. So like it, it didn't really resonate how much things had changed, especially because I don't think there was much of a gap between I was when I wasn't breastfeeding to when I started breastfeeding again. And then after Jack, yeah, that was a bit of a shocker. Things kind of vanished. And what I, you know, I felt like there was no substance left to my breasts. And I was like, what is happening? And if you're wondering why I'm going on about this is I think a lot of us, a lot of women place a lot of our, you know, how we feel about ourselves and how we think our partner feels about us based on our physical appearance naturally. So when your body has changed so much, it's like I felt so far from the woman that I looked like. Do you know what I mean? Like when I looked in the mirror, I didn't recognize that person. It was like, what is happening here. It's too much has changed and I just don't think my partner is going to find me that attractive anymore, which is insane. But I think a lot of us feel that way, you know? And so one of the things after I'd been done breastfeeding, I said to myself, I'm going to give myself a good year. Let's give myself a year and kind of see what happens to my breasts when I have not breastfed a human 
for one solid year. And I'm like, okay, depending how things go at the end of that year, maybe I'll get a boob job, a boob enhancement. Like we're going to fix some shit basically. <laughs> and you know, I have a husband who is totally on board and supportive with whatever really makes me happy. And he was like, yeah, you do your thing. Like take your time, whatever, whatever makes sense for you kind of thing. All whilst, you know, being supportive of my current physical state and finding absolutely no flaw with anything because change is inevitable when you have like physically carried a child and gone through all of that a year came and went and it's like what what did i do and i feel like that's the part i want to share today is like what are kind of the steps that you go through during that year to find your new normal and to find peace with what your new body looks like basically right? So one of the things I did, and I'm kind of embarrassed to admit it, is <laughs> for the love, I actually googled really bad boobs. <laughs> I was like, I need to feel better about some stuff. And so I actually googled really saggy boobs. Let me just tell you it helped because I feel like no matter how bad you think you might have it, there's always something a little worse out there <laughs> and that actually helped me a lot because I think what I was seeing in the mirror my reflection I was positioning it in my brain like it was terrible I sort of was having this internal dialogue no I wasn't sort of I was having this very negative internal dialogue that I looked a certain way and that certain way really wasn't good and I needed to change it and I needed to get a boob job now I should also preface this by saying like if you've had a boob job I'm totally on board with it because at the end of the day, it's your body and it's your choice. And if by doing that, you're going to feel better about yourself, then heck yes, go do it, you know? So this year comes and goes. I have then Googled all of these bad boobs so that I can start feeling better about what I'm looking at the mirror at. And by some miracle, you know, after the year, I feel like your body and your hormones kind of regulate and balance out a little bit. And Lord help me things kind of went back to normal. I felt like the fullness came back. They're, they weren't so like, I mean, obviously I've gotten older. They're not going to look like they did when I was 20, but the fullness is there. I feel sexy again. Like I'm good. I don't need a boob job like I thought I needed one a year ago. Now, I feel like a lot of us have this concern about our breasts. And now I've spoken to like friends in the past and I remember specifically this one conversation and I, at this time, this must have been like 12 years ago, something like that. Like I was definitely not in the head frame of having children, but I remember speaking to a friend and she was a little bit older than me. She was like very confident in her decision-making and she had said something along the lines of when I have my child or children, I'm definitely not gonna breastfeed because I don't want to damage my breasts and I don't want them to be like, I think they was like mangled and like droopy and all of those things. And I remember being so perplexed by that because it's like, do we really make those kinds of decisions? And I don't know why the word vain is coming to mind because I don't, I really respect and admire this woman. And so I'm not judging the decision I guess in a way I kind of am judging it actually as I'm saying this, but it's like, it's so interesting that we would make a decision because of how it's going to impact our physical body and how we may feel less desirable to our partners. And I find that like totally warped because it's so damn true. 
when I had had Esme and I had had, oh God, quite the, quite the labor experience. That whole entire experience actually I documented and talked about, didn't document I should say, because I only started making videos when Esme was six months old, but I had shared my struggles with that labor experience. But one of the biggest hurdles that I had to overcome was addressing my scar, my C-section scar. I felt like I was damaged goods because I thought, oh Lord, like you see it. If I'm standing there without clothes, I mean, it's obvious that that's there. And I thought, how in God's name is my husband going to look at me and find me desirable with this giant scar across? Me? Like it felt like it was just like you could see it from space, you know? How funny our brains can trick us and fool us into thinking these things because the reality is you've seen the memes about it being like our tiger stripes and things like that, but there is some truth to it. Like it is part of us. It is part of our journey into motherhood. It's all good. It's just another chapter of your story, right? And I still have, I wouldn't say concerns, but it's still an area of my body that I'm like, gotta think about it like it's a good thing and send love to that area because I still struggle with it. Like it's such a physical, visual reminder of something that has happened. And I'm sure that that's a minor scar in comparison to what other people have and what other people have experienced in their life. But it's just kind of amazing how we can really place our value on what our bodies look like you know, coming back to the boob situation, I am so much happier and in such a better mental state with my body right now. And I've been thinking lately, like, how did I get there? Like, what was it? When did the shift happen that my internal dialogue started to change about my body? I think I'm pretty fortunate to have a partner who is very like vocal about my my physical appearance and is very much like will shower me with oh you look so pretty today or that's a really sexy outfit or whatever it is and I think having a partner who's been able to be very vocal about his you know that intimate side of your relationship and really kind of reinforcing how he feels about it so it's not up to my brain to come up with this delusional story about how my partner feels about my body but I have to say that I definitely you know, help steer that ship in a way, because as I had gone through all of these changes, I had to be totally honest with myself and express that vulnerability with my husband and share with him how I was feeling inside about my body, because you can't be at war with yourself and having all of this like confusing feelings and confusing emotions about your body where you start to doubt, you know, your worth, you start to doubt your, you know, your desirability, is that a word? But, you know, feeling desirable to your partner, that will start to manifest in some really nasty ways in your life. And you might find that, you know, instead of having the discussion about how you're feeling about your body, you're actually fighting about who's putting the kids to bed that night. And it just can really pop up in ways that you don't want. And so I had those awkward conversations. And I say awkward because those are not conversations I really ever want to have. I do not like to ask for help. I don't like to admit that things are hard for me. I just don't like it. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like my firstborn status growing up in a household where I was kind of forced into independence pretty quick. Like, I don't know what it is, but I just don't, I didn't, I just don't like to have those conversations. And I think maybe I'm not alone in that, but by having them and expressing that vulnerability, I feel like my partner was able to know she needs to hear this a little bit more. She needs to hear, you know, like if I start eating well and I start working out, maybe praise me a little bit, <laughs> like shower me, shower me with 
give some love so that I keep working on it if you get what I'm saying. And so this kind of leads me into like the butt conversation because oh dear has my butt changed since before and after children and somehow I think in some way my butt's actually a little bit better now at 34 years old than it was when I was 20 when I met my husband. We said this earlier, but having kids is going to change your body, right? And it's like, yes, this is a new normal. Repeat after me, <laughs> like, learn to love your body. But it really does take one, some work to have that positive self-talk, to have that really positive relationship with your own body. Because if you can foster that beautiful relationship with yourself, it will, you know, manifest itself in other ways. And you may have a deeper intimate connection with your partner because all of a sudden you are appreciating yourself and you're feeling your own value and your own worth and recognizing that it's not just physical. There is so much more that you bring to the table. The other side of it is I really started in the last, really it's only been in the last three months, maybe four, to take control of my health and make my fitness and exercise a priority in my life. And I have done this before. So after I had my son, Jack, I was living, I mean, it was a tumultuous time. I was living with my in-laws. We had just come back to Canada after having lived overseas for like nearly five years. We'd been in Canada for about three months and I realized that the weight was not coming off. I want to say I had like 70 pounds to lose, but maybe it was more 50 Sometimes we can like glorify these stories in our minds, but I basically just went gangbusters on a workout routine and ended up losing something like 40 or 50 pounds. Like it was nuts, but it worked. But I think the reality is, is that if your body doesn't look like the way you want it to look and you want it to look differently, which not everybody does, and that's totally okay. But if you do want it to look differently, you're going to have to put the work in. It's work and work isn't always fun, but to get that cute butt, you might have to do some squats and <laughs> they can be hard, but let me just tell you, they are worth it. Like I am feeling so good about my body right now, like head to toe. I feel like I have <laughs> sometimes, I feel like I have the opposite reaction where, you know, I don't mean to belittle actual mental health disorders, but I sometimes joke that like when I look in the mirror, I actually think in my brain, I probably think I look better than I actually look which is probably a good problem to have. <laughs> but like, I'm like, damn, I'm filling out these pants. I'm looking great. And then I'll see a photo or a video later. I'm like, I really filled out those pants. Like, oh my God, you know, like it's a little bit much there, girlfriend. But you know what? I think maybe being overconfident is the key here. But coming back to the fitness and coming back to taking control of that, it's not even, or I shouldn't say it's not even, it's not solely about the physical outcome at this point, it is so much more. It's like when I go and I leave the house to go to a workout, I get this mental time and it's all for me. And I get to like check my brain at the door. And when I go into my workout place and I'm just not thinking about anything, but what the instructor is telling me to do, side note, I recognize that my personal best kind of fitness environment is one where someone else is leading it and I'm forced to be there. So a lot of places I'm noticing now have an app that you have to sign in on 24 hours before. And then, you know, if you cancel to within a short window, you're going to be charged for this missing, you know, missing the class. And so those kinds of things 
are really good for my personality because I'll want to bail like an hour before, especially if the class is at 8 a.m. on a Saturday, which by the way, you know, as I'm filming this, it's a Friday night. So I am doing that tomorrow morning, <laughs> but I need all of those things to force me to get there. And then when I'm there, it's like the best hour ever. It clears my mind. It's like a, it's honestly is like a reset button. Whatever stresses I have going on that day, I just take it out in the class. In fact, I actually, the other day, me and Dean were just like owly. Everything he said here was irritating. His breathing made, made me want to strangle him. I mean, I couldn't even look at him. I was just like, I'm mad. Why doesn't this man go to work more? Like, why don't I work outside of the house? Like, you know, all these questions, you start to <laughs> question your entire life. And I'm like, I need to go to this workout class. And there was, he didn't really want me to go. And I was like, you know what? It's better for the entire family if I go to this class. So I went. And when I was in that class, I made a conscious decision to like, just let it all go. This is your time, Amanda. Like, take it. Just sweat it out, basically. And honestly, I did just that. And when I got home, I felt so much better. Like I had taken this time for myself. I was a nicer person. And Dean was kind of joking. He's like, what happened to you? And I was like, honestly, I worked out and I feel better. It does produce endorphins. It does all of these good things. So this is not an episode about go to the gym because you got to do you girlfriend and you'll find what works for you. But it could be just taking some time for yourself. Sometimes when we're like being so negative on our physical appearance or just focusing in on something like that, there might be something else going on where you may not be feeling fulfilled in some other areas of your life. And so I've noticed that I feel better physically when I'm being physically active. You may have noticed if you're following me on Instagram, it's like we are going on bike rides and we're, you know, it's summer's about to start here in Canada. And so we're just doing so much more outside and I am like in my happy place when I am moving my body and that is just what works for me. And I think that is what works for a lot of people. And if you haven't tried it yet, I would encourage you to do it because even just like walking around the block, moving your body slightly, doing something that's different and out of your comfort zone, you might actually start to feel physically different and it might even like change some of the way your brain is feeling about yourself. Like I really... I don't have all the answers about that, but I really do feel passionately about, I am feeling like I am owning my body right now. And I think it's just because I'm making it a priority. And so that is what has been working for me. And I thought, you know, I got to share that bit with you because there isn't a magic solution. There isn't something that I can say, go do this and you're going to feel amazing about your body or go do this and you're not going to want to get that boob job. <laughs> like it, it really comes down to, you're going to do and find what works for you and go with that, you know, like feel confident in your decision making. And if you really feel like if you did this one little enhancement, you would feel so much better about yourself and you would have the confidence to carry yourself differently, maybe pursue that as an option. One little fun fact is that I mentioned earlier stretch marks. So I know a lot of women tend to get stretch marks on their stomachs. Somehow I dodged that bullet. However, <laughs> one of the shocking things that happened when I was pregnant with Esme is I did put on a ton of weight. I can't remember entirely how much. Sometimes you block that number out, maybe 70 pounds or something like that, or a huge, crazy, crazy high number. And I remember one day coming out of the shower and like checking myself out in the mirror as you do. And I <laughs> took a glimpse at my, my derriere and I was like, 
oh my god what has happened it was just like red marks all along well yeah they were stretch marks like a million of them <laughs> i remember my poor husband was like no i don't think they're stretch marks like i was probably having a full-on panic attack and he was like we need to talk this girl off the ledge and he's like no i don't think it is i think they're gonna go away well i'm happy to report that yeah they're still there and they glisten beautiful and silver like but it's all good you know it is all good and when i see you know a picture of my my you know my my bum and it's in a bathing suit or whatever and i'm always like oh i should fix that or you know maybe i should like fix that up with some photoshop or something i'm just like you know what god damn it it's my body and i am more than just my physical appearance. I am more than just my body. The body that I have right now is serving me well. It has served me well for 34 years and I hope it continues to serve me well in the future, but it will change. And I think what I'm realizing as I get older is that I need to start to think about or continue to think about what my value is as a person outside of my physical appearance recognizing that we do as a culture place so much weight on that and how to sort of continue to overcome that and really walk the talk like don't just offer that lip service to people don't just say that to my daughter and my son but really be that and I try to show that in ways where it's like I'm not always made up you know, when I make a YouTube video, I don't always have makeup on because I feel like it doesn't change the message that I'm sharing. I may look a little more tired, but that's just me. And I feel like I bring something to the table that is more than just my pretty face, I hope. <laughs> and we all do. I am not friends with people because they look nice every time I see them. It's a it's a bonus when my friends look all pretty and cute, but I would still hang out with you in your sweatpants, sitting on the sofa, makeup-free, hair in a bun. I mean, my hair's in a pixie, but you know what I'm saying. It doesn't change how I feel about people, and I, I think that coming back to you're going to do what you want to do, and it's, you know, you do you, boo, your body, your choice, in the same breath, you know, if you don't want to do any of that stuff, that's okay too. You know what I mean? It's, it's a fine balance. I will say, one final thing about butts. No matter your butt size, how many stretch marks you have on said butt, how many squats, I mean, I think all butts look good when they're bent over, so <laughs> priorities, right? <laughs> I digress. Yeah, we'll have to have the sex episode another week, but I think it's worthy of discussion. But the way that we feel about our bodies naturally impact our intimate life. It impacts, you know, how we carry ourselves, how we dress ourselves. It impacts so much and so i really think it's important to start this dialogue for you to have this dialogue with yourself to ask yourself those important questions like do you need to sit down with your partner and share with them how you're feeling you know does your partner make rude remarks about your body because i can tell you right now i in the past have made some not so lovely remarks to my husband joking about his body and it really impacted him negatively. And he didn't share it with me at the time. And he might like kill me for telling you this, but this might not be his favorite episode. <laughs> I had made some comments thinking like, he seems confident. He could probably take this as a joke. Well, the fact is, is he wasn't feeling very good about himself and he wasn't feeling really good about those comments. And it wasn't a supportive thing for me to say, but had he not told me, I might have still made those remarks not realizing how much it could impact him. And so if you're feeling like that in your own life, I encourage you to kind of work up the courage to tell your partner that because sometimes 
not sometimes, actually having a partner who supports you and, and is encouraging you to feel better might actually push you to take better care of yourself and to change your outlook and to change that dialogue that you have with yourself. I hope that this messaging is right because I'm not trying to say that you need to change. It's more just changing that negative dialogue to a positive one and building a healthier relationship with your body, with your mind, all of those things. And now having that positive relationship will impact and infiltrate other areas of your life. All right, we're coming to the end of this episode, but I definitely, definitely want to talk a little bit about our friend Botox. You may or may not know, but yours truly has actually had three experiences with Botox and I'm pleasantly happy every time, which may come as a surprise to some because I think sometimes we assume people who do these cosmetic enhancements either look a certain way, have a certain outlook, maybe lead a certain lifestyle, but I think times are a change in and naturally we need to adapt. <laughs> like as slow as fast as we think that that needs to happen. But I started to notice some changes in my face. I thought, you know what? I've been hearing all this stuff about Botox and I'm realizing that a lot of people I know are doing it. I started to do a little bit of research and discovered that this is a preventative type of procedure. It's not permanent. It's something that you kind of have to upkeep. You get it injected. It sort of calms the, the muscles down, reduces the wrinkles, and helps prevent a lot of muscle memory to that area so you don't get wrinkles as fast. And it's essentially a preventative thing. So people will do Botox for years and years and years and years. You go back every six to eight months, maybe a year, you know, once or twice a year, maybe more depending on, you know, where you're at in your wrinkle game. But I really love the results and I love how it makes me feel and I love how it makes my face look. And coming back to what we've been saying throughout this episode is that it's your body, it's your choice. If doing this is going to make you feel better, then do it. If you have the means to do it, like why not? There are definitely things and cosmetic enhancements that I will never do, but I hate to, to say I'll never do this because you never quite know where life will take you, what turns are you know ahead of you and decisions you may make in future. Because I don't know at 20 years old that I could have, you know, imagined I would be getting Botox. Like you just can't quite imagine yourself looking different than you are. It's interesting. I had a conversation with my dad recently and I asked him, or maybe it was Dean. Shoot, I can't remember. I have a lot of similar conversations with those two, two of my favorite dudes. But I had asked one of them, Damn, I wish I remember which one. Could have been both, to be honest. Anyway, the question was, do you feel older on the inside? Or is it kind of like, you know, you look in the mirror and you're sometimes shocked at what you see, you know, your reflection looking back at you because it doesn't reflect how you feel on the inside. And both of them sort of answered similarly. And the answer was, yeah, it doesn't quite match up. And it's like your brain hasn't caught up to the fact that, oh yeah, I've been on the earth for... X amount of years because you'd still feel youthful, you know, on the inside. And so it's interesting, this dynamic of aging and how we feel about ourselves and how we sort of have to come to terms with this new normal and how we choose to roll with it is entirely up to us. And we're very fortunate to be living in a time where there are lots of options available to us. And it's also really nice to have the choice. Yeah, it feels kind of good to be able to make those decisions based on what makes us happy. 
Now I do have a question that I pulled from Instagram and I thought it was very fitting for today's episode. Now this comes from Hey Hey It's Elaine and she'd asked a question and this is actually pertaining to a Q&A I just recently filmed over on YouTube but I thought it was very fitting for this uh, really like body awareness type of episode today and the question is has aging or being mature physically ever scared you? She says she's nearing her 30s and she'd be lying if she thought it hasn't crossed her mind. And I will say that occasionally I have absolute panic about aging, but it isn't so much about my physical change. It's more about not being on the earth with my children. So that's like a whole other episode, but it's more just life itself, how quickly it goes. And I feel like it's like holding sand in your hand and you're just like, I just know, I just, I just want to hold it, you know, like I, I don't want it to go so fast. And so, you know, that is kind of what I think about when I think about aging. However, now that I'm in, you know, I'm 34, getting into my mid thirties here, I'm realizing that our society does place a lot of weight on being youthful. And looking young. I appreciate that and I appreciate youth and all that it has. However, there is not a chance in hell I would ever want to go back to being in my 20s, in my, oh my god, early 20s. No, there's so much to be gained with age and it may sound silly like you've heard it before but I feel like you just have to live it to know what I'm saying. Like I feel so much more confident about myself. I feel so much more attractive. I feel sexier. I feel healthy. I feel in control of my life. I feel like, have you ever heard the song? And if you haven't, you should go on YouTube and look at this, but it's from Beyonce and it's called Grown Woman. And it's like, I'm a grown woman. I can do whatever I want. And I'm just like, yes. When I hear that song, everything stops and I just break it down. It's a whole dance party because I feel so powerful. And I think that that is something that isn't shared with young people. Or maybe to be honest, they just don't hear it because they don't quite give a shit to be young, right? But I feel like there's so much power to be gained in that ownership of self and that ownership of, yes, I have had two C-sections and I have this scar and I am beautiful because of it. And I am more than just my physical appearance. So if I'm bloated AF one day, it's all good. Three days later, I'll be fine. You know what I mean? Like you sort of appreciate that nothing is permanent. You have the ability to change things. If you're unhappy with one area of your life, you have the ability to change it. And so have I ever been scared? I think I think the answer would be yes. It's It can be scary to think, oh my God, is there gonna come a time where my husband doesn't find me attractive? And I'm realizing he might have those same worries, you know, and that that's kind of what life is about. You learn, you grow, you adapt, you change. And hopefully you can, as you do that, make those small changes to continue to love yourself and foster and nourish that relationship with yourself and all the changes that come along with aging, right? One thing I do actually is I follow on social media a few women in their mid to late 40s, early 50s who I find to be just elegant, 
beautiful, well-spoken boss babes running their lives. And I love to follow them because it takes away the fear of the unknown. I have women in my life who are older than me that I admire and I like to see how they take care of themselves. I like to not have, you know, these stories that I'm making up in my head about what aging is going to be like. And so I like to pay attention to what they're doing and kind of like go, yeah, those are hashtag goals for me. I want to be like that when I grow up, you know, <laughs> like it's something I like to do where, you know, I don't follow a lot of people in their early twenties on social media because it's not where I'm at in my phase of life. It's not where I am. It's not my chapter. And I don't, I don't need to be constantly reminded how tight their little bums are. You know, they haven't gone through the same things I have. And when I was 20, I looked similarly. And so I like to kind of keep my eye moving forward, you know, and take away that surprise. Look how they're taking care of their bodies and see how beautiful beautiful they are and change that dialogue I have about aging to recognize that it isn't a negative, you know, it can be a positive, beautiful thing. And on that note, I think I have chatted enough for this episode and I think I'm going to wrap it up. I hope you enjoyed listening to this, talking about bodies, talking about postpartum, learning to love ourselves. I would love to know how you feel about this episode. If you would like to follow me on Instagram at Amanda Muse or even on Twitter at Muse Amanda and let me know how you feel about this episode, how you're enjoying this so far. I would love to know. Unlike YouTube, I get all of these comments fresh on a video. It's like, how am I going to know how you guys are feeling about this? So share with me Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you follow me. I would love to know how you're enjoying this. And if you have any future topics that you would like for me to cover, definitely want to know because this is a two-way street. I want to make content that you enjoy and to have conversations with you and that you want to have and all those good things. So once again, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Sandwich. I look forward to chatting with you next week.